Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the Career and Culture podcast. And if you are a forward-thinking, people-centric leader, then you're absolutely in the right place. Through a combination of interview-based episodes as well as solo episodes, I share practical tips on creating happier working environments. Here's the reality. Be human. Now, how, how do we step into a conversation when we ask a question we listen? And then we ask a follow-up question to understand it more. And then we we step in with an open mind to understand where is this coming from. And we connect it to something they're passionate about. We we listen with curiosity. And too often we jump in and say, oh yeah, I did that. Or, oh yeah, you know, I when you, you know, when I was in this place, I went over and did this, I went to school and oh yeah, so-and-so. It's like, no, like, if it's like you and me, right? We're gonna chat. I want to hear what's exciting to you, what's frustrating to you, what's getting in the way. Like a question, a good question to ask somebody is, hey, what does a good day look like for you? Whether you are looking to strategically and more proactively manage your career or create a more positive work culture in your organization, this is definitely the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm so thrilled that you decided to tune in today. My guest is Darren Tully and he shares his own personal journey of transformation from someone who thought he was really into DE&I, really supportive of his colleagues, to someone who had an awakening and became enlightened and used that knowledge to really drive innovation and increase the bottom line in his organization. So I was so keen to talk to him about those things. We cover a broad range of topics and I know you are really going to enjoy today's episode. As always, you can reach me through the website happieratwork.ie. I would love to know what you think of today's episode. Darren, you're so welcome to the Happier at Work podcast. I know we had kind of an almost accidental meeting. We connected on LinkedIn. We had a really great conversation a few months ago and now we're here doing a podcast swap. So I'm really excited to have you on the Happier at Work podcast today. Do you want to let listeners know a little bit about you, your background and how you got into what you're doing today? But yes, it's uh, so happy to be here and be part of uh, your podcast and and love it, love what you're doing and uh, honored to be here. Uh, happy to be part of it. And uh, I got to tell you this, the journey that I've been on has been pretty wild. Uh, I'm sure we all have our own stories, right? So gosh, I've been in corporate America for around 30 years or so. And I was in financial services, working for startup companies to uh, Fortune 100 companies here in the, in the US. And I got to this place where I wanted to do something different. And uh, I ended up starting my own consulting practice. And uh, now I'm a fractional CPO, which is a chief people officer. I'm out doing speaking engagements on purpose, on joy, on possibilities, on inclusion, trying to help people really excel in life and unlock potential. And, um, you know, that's essentially what I'm doing with the podcast too. Just trying to help people live their possible, live their best life, see the light that's inside of all of us and uh, really see, um, you know, see, see the beauty in all of us. I think there's so much potential and I don't think I was seeing that for the first 25 years or so, but the last seven years, I've been pretty enlightened. Yeah. Can you talk, can you talk a bit more about the catalyst? I know you shared this with me before, but I'd love for listeners to understand a little bit more about what drove that change. Well, I didn't realize there were, there were many moments yet there in particular, there are a couple of moments, uh, you know, one, I was actually, uh, at an immersion event, which was a diversity inclusion event, 
uh, when I was working uh, at a company, at a Fortune 100 company, and the, a bunch of leaders were getting together. So there was, there's 25 people together for this four-day event, and it was a diverse group. I was one of five white males, as an example, and I thought I was like one of the good guys. I thought I was one of the good leaders. I thought, um, you know, I was fun and respected people and brought the best out of people. I mean, my purpose at the time was I'm going to bring the best out of people all around me. What I recognized is that uh, over those four days, after a couple of days, I recognized that I was not leaving out my purpose. I was not uh, bringing out the best in people. In fact, I was pushing people away. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until I heard folks share their stories and how hard it was and, and how difficult it was and how people were looked at or how they were uh, overlooked or how they were uh, mistreated or, or not involved. So maybe they were not uh, part of a job opportunity or passed over. Maybe they were pulled over in a town right next door just because of the way they look. Um, or maybe because they, they were looked at just because they're a different gender in a different way, in appropriate way. The, th the things that people are sharing today, I can't believe it's still existing, right? So at that mm -hmm. time, when I heard all these things, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not paying attention. I'm not, I'm not taking the time to notice. And what I recognized at the time, I was actually not doing my part to actually bring out the best in people, to bring out the best in all people, right? So I as I said, my purpose was to bring out uh, the best in everybody that's around me. The re the reality is I was actually in this bubble mm. and I kind of chose who was in my bubble. So it was a bubble of sameness and I wasn't looking for differences enough. I wasn't accepting the beauty in all of us as I should. And that's when I, I basically broke down on the second day. And it was this awakening where uh, I stepped in front of this group and, and shared that I recognized that I had some unconscious biases I was unaware of. Mm. And it was so uncomfortable to share this. And I was shaking and I was, I was, I was uh, emotional, not looking for sympathy, mm. just sharing that I need to be a better human. And, and I thought I was one of the, one of the better leaders, good people. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to commit to make any change. And in people, I could, when I looked in people's eyes, I could tell people were mixed. People were looking at me with frustration, uh, looking at me with, maybe doubt of, you know, why is he being emotional? Is it a deflection? Cause I don't cry at work. Like I never thought you could cry at work yeah, or share yeah. emotions. Uh, to just give you an example. Right. Yeah. And, and then as I was kept looking and kept committing, I could see people were turning to be more loving and they, you know, the people that I was pushing down actually picked me up. Mm -hmm. And it was that moment where my bubble of sameness turned into bubble of difference and it yeah. expanded my, my world wide open. I thought I was like, struggling and I was done and I was caught, I was found. And the reality is that I actually opened my eyes and my heart in a different way. And mm. and I committed to to doing things differently. I even have this pink pen I always talk about. Like I, I had a pink pen at this conference and at this immersion event. And I I said I need to I need an accountability reminder to look for differences. And this is one thing. I'm gonna be a white male leader in a Fortune 100 company that's gonna use a pink pen to sign contracts, write thank you yeah. notes, write love notes, whatever. And it's really, it's, it's opened my eyes to just expand my thinking. And so I changed my purpose from bringing out the best in people to actually unleash the light that's in everybody. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. There's a beauty inside of all of us that's filled with light, with joy, with love. And it's now my purpose to bring that out.
So I, I reckon, recognize that I went from point of unconsciousness to, to now I'm, I'm conscious hmm. now being aware that I need to continuously do better. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, no matter where I am, if I'm doing a speaking event, if I'm coaching or uh, as a consultant, or if I'm doing the podcast episode with you or with on my podcast, I, I just want to bring out the best because we all have so much more to give, mm. not to say we're not enough yet. There's so much light to share in the world. And I think if we do that, oh my gosh, could you imagine Yeah, what that yeah, would yeah. look like? We could all see better. We could all see the, the beauty, not the flaws. Yeah, I love that. I'd love to come back, Darren, to you were saying that you kind of saw it as your mission to bring the best out in people mm. and that you thought that you were one of the good guys. What kind of things were you doing to do that? And, and maybe what were some of the things that you've realized you weren't doing? Yeah, I, I, I always feel like I was engaging with, you know, the teams and people and I would always say hello and stop to check it in people. You know, when I said hi and said, how are you? I would actually listen. I wouldn't just keep walking because I think that <laughs> happens a lot in yeah. the world. Uh, yeah, I don't think I, I think it was kind of at the surface level. And I realized yeah. that I wasn't going deep enough to see what's inside of people and, and, you know, some people might have different backgrounds to where they went to school uh, or to their, their current skill sets or to what they're currently training or what their current jobs are. When I started to move aside from that and ask people what they're passionate about, what they love to mm. do, people lit up. Yeah. That's when I realized people could do anything. And when I started to accept that and started to encourage people to step into that with me, into the unknown, people surprised me more than I could ever, ever have imagined. And I was somebody that was a, like a forecaster in the business. I was someone that could see the future with our teams. And I, what I didn't see was the potential and the people that are standing right in front of me. And when I started to change in, in one of the practices as, as an example, and this doesn't look good at all on me because I, I had hired, uh, before I went through this awakening, I had hired three people that are very similar to me. Mm. Backgrounds, gender, well, you know, white males, great yeah. guys, great people. We had great mm. results together as a team, thought similarly nothing against these, these fine gentlemen. Yeah. What, what happened is over the next 10 hires, I hired eight folks that were uh, more diverse in gender and ethnicity. And when I did that, the team changed our, our thinking changed, our innovation changed, our ability to reach out to the full 1700 person organization changed. Like we worked together to be able to actually transform an organization from a third quartile like rating to a top decile in 12 months, because we were working cohesively and more yeah. openly and more objectively. And we were accepting each other's strengths and, and the opportunities together. And, um, and I stepped, I kind of stepped back instead of having the answers. There was a lot more curiosity, a lot more open-mindedness, mm. a lot more love, you know, a lot more ability to share emotions. Yeah. 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 To share more yeah. joy. You know, I think yeah. I was probably a little bit more uptight. Not probably. I was a lot more uptight. <laughs> Uh, so those kind of things change, like my hiring practices, who I would network, like I would go out to the University of Yukon, or excuse me, University of Connecticut, I'd go to um, University of Massachusetts, or University of Hartford, or Siena, where I went to, and I would go with a different purpose to network, I would mm -hmm. go meet people that were not like me, Yeah. nothing against people that were similar to me, but guess what, we're all unique anyway, however, I made a different effort when I did that. It was amazing. The cultures mm -hmm. and the people and the the backgrounds and the excitement and the passion. It just opened up the like the whole world opened up. Yeah. That's like that's part of like my logo for my show and my book. And 
my website is this one eyed smile. Like I was in this bubble and then I expanded out. And as I invited the world in, everything just opened up to this amazing set of possibilities, not just for me, but for everybody around us. Yeah. So we yeah. welcomed each other. We invited each other in to get involved and do different things together. And that's when the magic happens. Yeah. No, I love that. And there's so much that I want to pick up on from what you've talked about. There's two things that stand out to me in particular. The first one is this idea that people light up when you ask them what they're passionate about. So you might be thinking a particular way about a particular person because of the role that they have in the organization. And you kind of think that, well, that's what they do rather than really truly understanding them as a human. So and, and I suppose linked to that, I'd love to understand more about what you think when it comes to that and unleashing people's potential at work beyond what it is that they're currently doing by talking to them about what they're passionate about, what they really care about. There's not a, there's not a manual. I'm sure there's probably tons of books <laughs> and documents on how to do it. Here's the reality. Be human. Mm. You know, how, how do we step into a conversation when we ask a question, we listen, and then we f ask a follow-up question to understand it more. And then we, we step in with an open mind to understand where is this coming from? And we connect it to something they're passionate about. We, we listen with curiosity. And too often we jump in and say, oh yeah, I did that. Or, oh yeah, you know, I, when you, you know, when I was in this place, I went over and did this, I went to school and oh yeah, so-and-so it's like, no, like if it's like you and me, right, yeah. we're going to chat. I want to hear what's exciting to you. What's frustrating to you. What's getting in the way. Like a question, a good question to ask somebody is, Hey, what does a good day look like for you? Oh, that's a powerful question. You know, what are you passionate yeah. about and how can we bring that into yeah. what that day that good day looks like yeah are it's, there some it, skills that we could skill you up on that that you care about i i yeah. made a big change after this awakening i stopped asking people to go to develop and build up their skills based on their job i said i suggested and encouraged people develop something you're excited about that you're passionate about that's going to help you live your life differently, maybe expanding your job differently or get it to, to another job differently that you're, you're passionate about. I get, I got so many interesting looks from HR folks and leaders like you're doing what, but you know what happened? People's minds expanded. Mm. They got excited about this. They then figured out how to apply it to what they're working on. They applied it to innovation. Yeah. We, we innovated the way we did work in ways, again, our technology teams couldn't figure it out after millions of dollars of thinking and idolizing and brain, you know, brainstorming and all the, I, we had a small team that actually just broke through all, all the red tape. They broke through all the things that were stopping us from actually developing certain things. But why? Because they actually got passionate. They cared, they cared for each other. They worked as a team. They developed skills. They didn't think they had, mm -hmm. or that they maybe weren't capable of getting to because they were kind of in this other job. So people opened up their world yeah, in a different way. And then people just surprised me. Like, I, yeah. the more I no. stepped back, the better people did. So I, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to take that personally, but, but you know, no, you're, you're the person way. who's bringing them together and taking them on that journey. So no, that's, that it's really incredible. And having heard so many different anecdotes, let's say about innovation and how important innovation is and how important diversity is for innovation. This is the first time I think that I've had a real conversation with someone who's been in that situation, who's made that change, and it has had a direct impact on the organization. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking. I mean, it's I'm definitely putting myself out there. 
it's you know it's, it's a vulnerable story and i you know I've, i i get mixed reactions with different people some people will say we need more people like you talking about this and kind of mm -hmm. getting conscious with not getting it right yeah. and being okay with it meaning like my heart had to open up to say oh my god i'm not doing it the right way and i needed to expand and and accept that and then and then do something about it like i needed to scale up i needed to go learn you know i i couldn't just ask people hey what could i do it's like what people want to hear what i've learned is people want you to take initiative so i i you know i went back and started reading a bunch of books i started asking tentatively asking with curiosity to say i would love to learn more about your culture i want to know what i'm missing i'd love to expand on on what you know what what our differences are so we could actually discover um, new things and how we work together and innovate in new ways because what I've recognized is that when we bring in differences, we're adding to our knowledge or we're replacing our knowledge to mm -hmm. make it better. So we can discover, we can yeah. explore, we can actually innovate, we get creative. Yeah. These are things that I think have been lost in the workplace because we're so busy doing and we got to do what we're told. We got to get it done. Yeah. And we don't have enough time to think and be creative. It's that acceptance of difference and inclusiveness, which is an act. It's not a bad word. It's an act of bringing in knowledge and information to make us better. The growth mindset is that all day long. Sometimes we take in something and we replace knowledge. Sometimes we take it and make something bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, and this kind of admission that maybe I'm not doing it the right way, maybe there's a different way to do it out here, but the answers are not out there. The answers are within and it's, through self-reflection and you can use books as guides to maybe open your mind a little bit but really the answer is going to come from within yourself would that be fair to say absolutely i mean it's to me we're you know we it's all about connection mm. you know how does it resonate to you how does it resonate to me how does it resonate to our, the audience here it's what's what you know that light i talk about it's what what holds your love it holds your happiness it holds your creativity, your ability to be imaginative, your your desire to live with wonder. And like for me, living with wonder is transcendent joy because we're, we're, we're actually accepting the fact that I might not know everything. I might not see everything exactly right. And I might have to say, I don't know, or I might have to step into the unknown and say, what could be? Because even the word wonder, I, I, I love playing with this word a little bit because I, I think part of my career in my life, you know, I wondered with skepticism mm, or doubt okay. or kind of looking at someone said, I wonder what they're up to. And that, now I've shifted to, I wonder, wonder what could be, or I wonder, I wonder what that light is inside for them. I wonder what we could do together. We know what I'm doing. I'm leaving my requirement to be right. I'm leaving my knowledge to say, I don't have it just right. I want to get it right. I'm, I'm leaving things behind, but I'm okay with that now. If I'm vulnerable enough to share with you, I had, I had unconscious biases that, you know what, I'm always working on and getting better at and committed to, to really love every individual and to bring out the joy and, and creativity of everybody we know so they can live their possible. You know, that's my commitment and that's a journey, right? That's never going to stop. When we live wondrously, we live with curiosity. Yes, that's exactly that's the, the word I wrote door. down is curiosity. So having this curiosity, that kind of infiltrates all parts of your life let's say um but something else you were saying about like leaving your requirement to be right one of my mentors many years ago said to me it's more important to be helpful than to be right 
So yes. sometimes people get on the defensive and they'll give people what they ask for as kind of almost a, I know this is not what you need, but this is what you've asked me for. So I'm just going to give you what you've asked for rather than thinking, how can I be helpful in this situation and try and uncover what they're really looking for and help them to get it, what it is that they need rather than giving them what they've asked for. Totally. I totally agree with that. And it, and it takes a little courage. It to does. Understand and accept and to not have to be right or wrong. Um, uh, because guess what? Our world is so divisive right now. Yes. We're constantly feeding our ability or need to have an answer right away, to back it up, not admit we're wrong, not ask for help. Zero one, it's politics, A, politics, you know, B. It's like, stop. Yeah. If we could just slow down and say, wait, I want to get it right. Yeah. Can we just learn a little bit? I want to hear yeah. more about your perspective. Mm. And and kind of work through this together yeah and we're going to land in a better place it, it could be it, again it could be governments that are going back and forth like there's it's just you know unfortunate there's so many people that actually defend themselves to a degree that it goes too far you know yeah. that's in the workplace to what we're seeing across the world right it, mm. with conflict yeah and it's these human behaviors that i think if we could all dial it back and just like what do we really want if we really understand it and if it's self-preservation and our egos that we're talking about, then that's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. We got it, but we got to let those go away because that's getting yeah. in the way. Yeah. 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 And yeah. we got to, you know, check our emotions and not react with emotions, but respond with what we really want uh, in a different way. And this level of, you know, curiosity to me, it's a, it's a, it's such a, it's such a technique in any situation, like thinking about what this means when you're in a situation where you don't agree or you're at odds it's like well help me understand like ask a question like help me understand how you got here help me understand what's going on for you or help me understand what a good day looks like or hey i'm curious about your background i'm curious about your passion here i'm curious to learn because i don't know and i'd love to learn more together like mm -hmm. just just different ways and i often talk about open mind and curiosity together like open mindedness is you're willing to hear it mm -hmm. Then I say the curiosity is you're willing to do something with it. Okay. Yes. You're at, you're willing to actually change your perspective or make it better and enhance it or to change what you know, or let go what you thought you knew. Cause so many times we walk into a relationship or we go into a conversation or when we walk by somebody, we pass judgment, subconsciously passing judgment. And it's informing what we say and how we look and what we do. So it's, so it's slowing down when mm -hmm. we get curious. We're slowing down to actually look for what's in front of us. We're getting conscious again. We're actually thinking about, I wonder how that person ticks. I wonder, I wonder what they're passionate about. I wonder what they care about. I wonder how I can help them have a great day. Some of this is repetitive yet. Guess what? This is a pattern of our day. We live so much of our day subconsciously, which is kind of scary. Like there's yeah, times yeah, where I'm yeah. driving down the road and I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. Thank God my subconscious brain knows how to drive. Yep. But if you <laughs> dial it back, like. How many times have I looked somebody the wrong way? How many times have I said the wrong thing? How many times did I not say the right thing? Meaning mm. to engage in conversation and show up somebody that I actually care. Yeah. Yeah. This whole concept of caring at work is coming up a lot for me recently. I think it's, it's so, so important. Darren, I'd love to come back. The second thing that kind of occurred to me earlier when we were talking and this is when you were doing your recruitment and you were saying initially you're like you were bringing in people who were like you mm. and if i'm kind of thinking about the recruitment process you might have been thinking consciously or unconsciously that 
this is someone I'd love to go for a beer with. This is someone whose company I would enjoy. And therefore you hire people who are like you. For me, from all of the research that I've done, from what I understand about organizations and psychology, the really important thing is to find people whose values align with the organization so that you're bringing a team together and you're really focused on the important things that you have a shared kind of value system but then you know the challenge with that sometimes is you bring people and they're they're very similar but what I love about what you've done is it's the diversity of thought so for me the crucial thing here is bringing in diverse thinking people who've gone to a different school maybe have a different background they don't have experience in that sector in that industry whatever it might be but the importance of bringing in those diverse perspectives and, and that diversity of thought, anything to share around that, around the values piece, around the, the kind of diversity of thinking. Yeah, I mean, the values piece, I think, is really important because we all have different values, different mm. beliefs. And when I think about values, it's it's how we're how we're living, how we're working, how we're participating, how we're contributing in ways that show up you know if we live if we have a value and we live it it should be explicit you know as we think yeah. about how people describe us hopefully people understand where i'm coming from with the values that i bring and if i'm working with a company and if anybody's listening has values at your company you know i would take a look at those values and say how do, uh how do your values line up yeah and if you talk about that with you know your manager your leader or with your folks your teams and like personally how to connect the dots because I would even step back to, to ask companies or folks in the community even at schools like let's ask what are the values that people really care for right now because our our society is changing so quickly values are changing too and I I do believe that we have some core ones uh personally yeah there are some some that I think are I'll say they're bridges to how we how we carry out our day like how we act, how we how we contribute in every way is like, so I think it's important for companies and, and groups to ask people what their values are. So I think it's so, I think it's instrumental. I think without it, without understanding what that is, it you, we lack the passion and the uh, inspiration, if you will. Cause I think mm -hmm. we could motivate people by telling them, hey, go do this because the difference to me is when we actually connected to something bigger, like a value or a purpose, yeah. like why we yeah. exist. That's inspiration, especially if I'm connected to it with you personally, that's inspiration because I'm connected emotionally. My heart's there with my mind, with my soul. I'm going to give it my all. You know, going back to like helping people develop. If people are developing something they're excited about, they're passionate about, and we have this vision to actually innovate and change how we uh, communicate to our customers and, and our people with data and information so they can have more intelligence. So it's not just info, it turns into ways of act actions. Mm. It doesn't matter how you get there. You know, people want to do it because you've sparked this inspiration in them about these common purpose and value points that they're yeah. going to go after. And the diversity of thought and thinking to your other part of the question, that's what makes this work. Yeah. So we're inviting everybody to say, here's, here's what we're trying to solve. Do we agree with that? Do we agree how we're going to work together with values and operating principles, if you will? And then if we're all on the same page, now we have alignment. Now that we have alignment, we have clarity to what we're doing and we respect everybody's perspective and everybody's thoughts are invited in. 
which shouldn't be that hard. Mm. It is. It's extremely hard. It is. I mean, yeah, I've yeah, witnessed it on both sides. I made it hard in the past, but now <laughs> I'm, I'm inviting with curiosity and trying to get it right back to those points. Yeah. Diversity of thought is what has made everything better. Like, I would say we achieved 80% of what was possible without it. And then we probably achieved 100, and, I don't know, almost 150%. Like, we, we surpassed expectations. Yeah. Once we got a diversity of thought. And it wasn't people that were all from these top universities around the world. It was people, like you said, have the passion, the desire, and the willingness to connect to something personal, to get something right, and to do something that's connected with higher meaning and a purpose. And those aren't just buzzwords. Those, this is real stuff. Because I think, you know, th some people get caught, oh, purpose, higher meaning. Like, no, this is real. When, mm -hmm. we re when people look at me with their eyes bulging, saying, oh my God, this is possible. Yeah. Yes. And they're, they're, People get emotional. They cry. They they said, "I can't believe I'm sharing this." Like, because we we could do so much together, mm. and that's that's the power. And I think that as a leader, as a person in the workplace, just anybody in the community, you see somebody like you make those connections. You and you do that with real purpose and love and curiosity. I mean, it's just we could go on and on about it. There's just so many stories. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. I love that. And something that came up for me as you were talking about it and, and maybe you have something to share on this as well, Darren, is psychological safety. So, mm. you know, are values the key to psychological safety then? Like what was the yeah. difference between, say, having a group of people who maybe the innovation wasn't there because you all thought the same, but by bringing a diverse group of people, creating as a scenario creating a team where it's okay to be yourself where it's okay to be authentic where it's okay to speak up and to share your ideas and welcoming those ideas like how did you go about doing that you know what it's it's not reacting to the ideas and suggestions or the questions it's really it's really about welcoming and and, and saying thank you and appreciating and and thanking and what I realized for me is that when I stopped telling people what to do and asking people what, what they thought we should do, that's when everything changed. You know, I think we had a high level direction and values, but that level of psychological safety shifted when we asked people, what do you think? What's your take? And we, we built this agreement that we were going to be an inclusive environment and team that we were kind of living in this both and yes how would that go with this or how can that go with yeah. that mm. and it was a building block mechanism where we, we mm. weren't canceling each other out especially i mean I, I say that and you think about today's world about canceling if we don't cancel each other's ideas out we're not canceling each other's thinking out right we're yeah. we're actually embracing more so we can build on it does that mean everything's accepted as part of the final product or decisions no we got to the point where people were accepting that because mm. they knew that every thought and idea and every word was going to make us better. It was going to think us, it's going to allow us to think more broadly, like expand out again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like go further out as a team, you know, we'll really welcome uh, the possibilities that are truly out there. You mentioned Darren about stop telling people what to do and 
be open and kind of be curious to listen. So we have done that in organizations that I've worked in where you have this kind of open forum and no idea is too silly and you can bring in different tools and techniques and props to kind of drive that innovation. And I love that approach because it is the idea that, well, that might not be the final answer, but it sparks something in someone else to come up with another idea that maybe, again, someone else can build on that even further. And it goes around and everyone feels like they've contributed in some way that they yeah. were kind of part of that process of evolution or process of, of designing what it is the final outcome is. The other thing that I wanted to pick up on, Darren, was this idea that uh, stop telling people what to do and ask them what they think instead. We talk about this an awful lot, especially mm. in coaching. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to coach people through. But it's a sounds to me like a, a really great shortcut to creating psychological safety. So when you rather than telling people what to do and they just kind of blindly listen and they get on with it and sometimes it's quicker and it's easier to tell people what to do rather than to watch them struggle if they're not kind of fully there yet with figuring out exactly what needs to be done. But it's so important, especially if it if it creates that kind of byline towards psychological safety just by engaging with people and saying, listen, you know, you're capable of doing this job. How what what do you think that we should do in this scenario? What are the next steps here? Talk me through it. Talk me through your thinking, even if you don't have the answer. What are the immediate thoughts? And I think it's it's such a powerful way to build a cohesive and high performing team that is not reliant, kind of going back to your earlier point that you yeah. mentioned that you don't have to be there. It's other people who are doing the work, but you're facilitating that you've created that environment. But that is the role of the leader, that they should be able to kind of step away from that and the team still performs that you they're not reliant on you. You don't have to be there for the day to day. Yeah, I agree with that. Zach Mercurio, I think you know him. He talks I about do. that invisible leadership. It's, it's what it felt like to me. Like you have that invisible leader that's not in the room. It's It comes back to the values and the purpose and the connection of, no, we want to get this right. We want to do this together. Our voices are heard. And that's the place of belonging and fit and all the things that I think you're passionate about too. So I am, absolutely. Darren, we've gone great. in loads of different directions today, but for me, it kind of followed this kind of, underlying thread of people are amazing and you'd be so surprised at what people are capable of if you give them the chance like that's kind of how I would summarize our conversation is there anything else that you want to share along those lines or is there anything else that you want to get across you know I I love what you just summarized there and I agree with you and I think it's it starts with each of us you mentioned this earlier about how we're connecting with individuals and giving people the chance the chance to uh uh, make a difference, the chance to surprise you, the chance to learn and do something that they never thought they could do or they never thought they were worthy of. Those are the experiences that will blow you away. And mm. I got to tell you, that's a better feeling than telling people what to do and, to, and then achieving those results. Not knowing what you're going to get, but asking what's possible and asking people what they think, you're going to get results beyond comprehension. It's I, I'm telling you, if we if you do that with real intent and genuine caring, right? You can't just say it and then do something else and and not support people in certain ways. You're going to have success. 
Mm. And, and be intentional about it. Be purposeful. You know, act with curiosity and follow through on it. And the other thing too is you mentioned about not telling people what to do. There's certainly environments where there is a command and control element where sometimes yeah. we're in situations we got to just do this to survive or to get through some event. Uh, the problem is I've seen some leaders go so far to make that their norm. So the people yeah. just don't step in. They kind of let yeah. the leader or the, you know, the manager do the job. So yeah. they're like, they just, they do the bare minimum. Yeah. There's no growth in that. There's no exactly. excitement. There's no, no growth possibilities there. The, the other thing about the silliness, I just wanted to add about that. Our ability to get comfortable with where we are and who we are mm. is so important too. Like I've had a lifetime where I've had self-doubt where I wondered if I was enough. Like I started my life where I was, I was behind at an early age and you know, some folks were hoping I would just be average. And that's one of those things when you, you look back and then you look forward, you're like, no, we, we all can do whatever we want. Yeah, we all have limitations, sure. Yet not letting that be the reason why we're not doing what we think is we're passionate about, what we're capable of, or what, what difference we can make in the world that is in front of us. Sometimes we don't do things because we're afraid we're not going to change the world, yet we can change the world that's right in front of us, starting you know, within us, like you said. And there's this point where the second point, you had asked earlier about what are the moments, what were the moments that got me to this place? Like the one was the awakening at the inclusion of that. And the second one was this, my logo, if you could tell, it's a, it's the back of a watermelon ice, Italian ice lid. And that was the moment where I, I started to recognize, no, there's something here. And I have to overcome this doubt because there's a greater need, there's a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. And I was with my daughter and we were, we were having Italian ice and we put this lid on the table and I was on my, my cell phone doing work and hanging out with my daughter honestly not doing other one that well, because I wasn't paying full attention to either one. And when, when she put this Italian ice down, she was all beaming and smiling. And I put my phone down and I saw this lid and it was this upside down smile, this one eyed smile. And I was like, oh my God, it was, it was like, it's like the universe, the world, whatever you believe in or don't believe in, it's something spoke to me, right? Yeah. It hit, but it hit my heartstrings, my daughter. I'm like, oh my God, she's beaming. And I'm like, Sadie, look at this one-eyed smile. And I turned it upside down and it was this logo. Hmm. And my life literally flashed from my eyes from the days I was behind to how I was taken care of uh, and all the experiences of my life. And I'm like, oh my God, the joy I get is from bringing joy out in other people. Yeah, And I wasn't doing that. And I recognized that I need to look for differences. And when I started to look for differences in the power of differences and, and, and kind of let my guard down and be silly, I saw this one eyed smile because guess what? It's a different smile. Yeah. And it represents the fact that we're all unique. This is a unique smile that it's present. It's expansive. Like if you think about the eye being yourself and then the smile being the expansiveness of the world, inviting it in mm. and this is something that reminds me along with this pink pen to look for these differences that there's joy and there's beauty and there's love inside of all of us. And I want us to actually see it and yeah. recognize it and whatever that is, def that definition is for you uh, to realize it every day. Cause it's there, it's possible. We can find joy and happiness every single day to help us bring more light and do the things that we love. Yeah. Right. Live with that higher purpose. And you know, that, you know, that moment for me, I, I got to tell you, that's what got me to start to write, my book, write a new path and do the things that I'm doing now. And I, I'd love to be able to share uh, opportunities with people and how they can actually spark their journey differently 
unlock their potential, their possible, unlock their team's potential too. And and I love all the work you're doing because you're doing all of that and more. And you're doing that with with leaders, with women, with imposter syndrome work. I mean, yeah. you, you're probably you're probably like chuckling when I said I had a lot of doubt. So like I, I did, and I you know there's times and moments yeah. where I I still do, and I have to overcome that. Well, so I, it's I, not I, like there's like this special. I had these two moments and that's it. It's like every day, purposeful steps. Yeah. Continuously learning. Yeah. You know, be our authentic selves and then link those connections that matter. And you're going to, you're going to live with endless possibilities and it'll keep popping. And it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Brilliant. No, it is funny because I was going to bring up about that self doubt and you were saying, well, I had to overcome that self doubt and I've, you know, I've doubted myself and like one of the things, and I think you alluded to it without necessarily explicitly saying it. So I'd love to build on the point by saying that by placing the emphasis on other people, not on ourselves, who are we here to serve? Who can I help today? That helps us to to kind of realize that our self-doubt is not about us. It doesn't matter that we doubt our abilities. We're here to serve other people and to help other people. So by putting the focus on other people, it helps us to shift the focus away from ourselves and, and our own doubting of our abilities. Yeah, you just I think you just summed up my life. I realized that when I started to <laughs> stop focusing on, you know, where I was going in my career and telling people what to do and actually be more selfless uh, and help other people with that with that in mind without mm -hmm. expecting anything back, by the way, in return. When I started to do that, things changed, things opened yeah. up in, in magical ways. Like the joy I found with my daughter wasn't just because she's my daughter, it's the joy of helping human beings come alive in a different way. Yeah. And when I realized like that, that's you know, that smile was upside down on the table, it wasn't it wasn't upside down. I was upside down and I needed to change my thinking and I needed to change the way I looked at life. I needed to be more silly and open and live with more curiosity and wonder. Cause I do think it's a transcendent door to whatever it is that we care about, whatever mm. we value, you know, for me, it's joy, it's inclusion, it's love. It's helping people see the amazing things in life that they're capable of. It's unique for all of us though. You know, what is that door for you? What is that door yeah. for other people mm. uh, is what really was re really matters in my mind. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a journey and it, and it, it's not something that just happens, even though these are events, these are events. Then you think about, your life and you think about the positive moments you think about the hard moments and you start to learn from those yeah. and that's a step too that's really intentional like it's not just one thing that happens it's like going to relive and see oh my god i grew up this way gosh i won't do that again or wow this is really why this set me on this course this way and when we start to reconnect back to our childlike selves in some ways and mm -hmm. how we lived our life it really could set us free for what we've been told or what we're we're, or the way we're being today, right? It's yeah. it's it's an avenue to go back to who we really are. Brilliant, I love that. Uh, Darren, the question I ask everyone who comes on to the Happier at Work podcast, what does being happier at work mean to you? Being happier at work to me is truly being part of something bigger. Like I'm, I'm contributing, I'm involved, I'm a fit, I, I belong, my voice is heard, I'm welcomed. Uh, you know, people smile, you know, when you, when you walk into the room, cause they're happy to see you. I'm part of something, whatever that is, if it's at work or it's something in the community, I'm part of a classroom. I, I think it's just being able to be me 
as my authentic self and contribute in ways that actually adds value. It's that simple. And to be able to start to see this for other people, right? That's what feeds my joy every day is to help people do this. That sparks me joy every single day. You know, as I work with intention to really bring out the best in people, I get rewarded all the time because people surprise me again, what they do or what they say they can't do, they overcome or the challenge that's in the way they, they figure it out. And it's not, I'm not doing it. Other people are doing it. I'm mm -hmm. just helping people see that they're possible. They can do it. Yeah. And it's about people's paths and their voices and what they want to do and they want, they want to achieve. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about to your point. And it, it starts from here. It's like, I have mm. this selfless care for other people and it feeds my heart every day. Yeah. Love that. And if people want to reach out, if they want to find out more about what you do, what's the best place that they can do that? Well, I know you're adding some links to the show, show notes. I imagine, you know, outside that, I also have a podcast called live your possible. So you can go right out to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and check it out. Live your possible Darren Tully. And there's contact inf information there. And of course, I'm on all the different sites. Yeah, I think that's a, probably a good place to start. Brilliant. Love that. Thank you so much for your time. I loved this conversation. I think we got down to some really, some really practical things and some kind of real life examples of what happens when you have diversity of thought, what happens when you believe in the capabilities of people and you ask them about their passions and you provide that environment for people to share what's going on for them. So thank you so much for sharing your your insight and your wisdom today. I so appreciate it, Darren. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're doing some such great work and I'm glad to be part of it with you. So have a great day. Thanks. That was another episode of the Happier at Work podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. And I really hope today's episode resonated with you. If you did enjoy today's episode, I'd love for you to take a couple of minutes or even a couple of seconds to leave a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really does mean the world to me. As always, if you want to connect with me, you'll find all of my links on the website happieratwork.ie.